coming up tonight, we're spending this entire episode focused on Apple's 2023 WWDC keynote. From live voicemails to smart snacks to Sonoma and Vision Pro, we're talking it all right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 365, recorded June 5th, 2023. Better than a Honda Accord. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic. Don't Panic is the best way to learn about new technology with its Uh-oh. stunning resolution and immersive audio. And now no. we've made it even better. Oh, Let me introduce Dan and Colby to tell us more. <laughs> about what? <laughs> Sean, you were frozen you for about 20 froze. seconds. Was I? Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Should I do it again? It, I was so. I wrote that. <laughs> I All know. right, let me let me just do the little intro bit again because okay. I was doing my Apple parody after watching that stupid two-hour thing. <laughs> Don't panic is the best way to learn about new technology with its stunning resolution and immersive audio, and now we've made it even better. Let me introduce Dan and Colby to tell us more. How was there? That? We go nice. That would have been great if if uh, if it worked. The internet cooperated. <laughs> a, I need Sonoma. <laughs> that's my problem uh what's up gentlemen how are we doing this evening pretty good i'm kind of tired from watching that whole presentation <laughs> now i know why they pre-record them now because right. imagine doing that live my goodness i was trying to find just now i first i googled i was like someone must have done this you know a list of all the apple presentations keynotes in their lengths i, I did not find such a list um but then I was like, oh, you know what I could do? I could go to their YouTube channel and just check how long they are there. But Apple actually posts a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, which Apple product would you say is featured in the number one most watched YouTube video on Apple's channel? Okay, can I ask one question? Yes. How long has the video been on the channel? Eight months. Mm. Which was also surprising to me. I would have thought that, you know, Apple interest, you know, on a little bit of a downswing, you know, months ago. Eight months ago would have been just I'm going to guess it. It's okay. I'm going to take two guesses. One is AirPods. The other is how to set up your iPhone. Introducing Apple Watch Series 8. Oh, that is. Isn't that surprising? The the 14 Pro is what is the seventh? Oh, the, I guess the, the, oh, interesting. I didn't know that Apple has all these videos. They have like a guided tour of iPhone 14 and 14 Pro uh, narrated by someone standing on a rooftop in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have, they're nothing short of fantastic production value. I can tell you that. Yeah. And then, yeah, so it's iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro. And then the next, the next video that is about a product that is like a product introduction video is the new MacBook Air four years ago. Wow. Kind of crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, I was thinking, you know, this is our 10th WWDC we've covered, if you can wow. believe it. Uh, iOS 7 in the first one today, iOS 17. Uh, and I was thinking over that, over those 10 years, there've really only been what I would consider to be two major hardware one more things, if you will. Being uh, the um, what we just watched and AirTags, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Air power. Who could Air forget? Power. 
Uh, no, the watch, I would argue, is probably yeah, the, yeah. the major hardware platform. I mean, yeah, you can talk HomePod and you can talk some. But I and really was that think 2014. Of, Am I remembering that correctly? The watch. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Absolutely. So it goes just go. We haven't really ever covered a, a, a introduction, a product introduction, theoretically this big. Kind of crazy to think about. Wild. We're here. We're we're history. History in the making. Listen, we got Dan, we got Colby, literally worldwide developers. <laughs> right. This is this is why I got into journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, they, they're not worried about AR VR goggles. They're they're excited for continuity camera for Apple TV. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to cover, uh, to cover from today's uh, keynote announcement. Are you guys ready to dig in? Boy, do we, oh. I am, I'm ready, but this is actually, I'm, I've just verified it. This is not the longest Apple keynote. Okay. It's, I'm guessing that it is the longest, um, pre-recorded one. Uh, but most of the WWDC keynotes were at least two hours. Uh, Makes sense. Back in the before times, which is interesting. I'm so used to the new style. I was like, holy crap, it's already noon. It would have been, what, uh, two o'clock over there. It's like, how is this thing still going? Yeah, they used to do live stage demos. It's crazy. Um, that, could you, well, could you imagine doing that for this product? Like, this product needed to be virtual pre-recorded because the stage demo-ness, if anything, only takes away. Now, this could all be faked. Assuming it isn't faked, the, the stage demo takes away from your ability to understand what's actually going on. I mean, I guess it'd be cool to see someone wearing it, but otherwise you you gain nothing <laughs> by seeing it in person. I, I, I would agree, although, and we'll get to it, I am suspicious of how many of those demos actually work fully today. Well, we know that they didn't uh, for the iPhone. Have you read these the stories of... Uh, like when they when they showed like, look, on the original iPhone, you can browse any website. Oh, on the internet. you could only go to the New York Times, but you could go to the New York Times and it would work. But that was the right. only website that worked. Um, yeah, it's it's a little <laughs> bit of smoke and mirrors. Uh, let's dig in. We're going to start with some of the more boring stuff. We'll do them in order. Although you guys tell me if it's boring. We're going to start with what hardware uh, in the Mac line was announced. Uh, a new 15 inch MacBook Air. Uh, they're saying it's the world's thinnest 15-inch laptop, 0.45 inches thick, 3.3 pounds, fanless M2 chip, MagSafe connector, twin Thunderbolt 4 ports. Um, it will start shipping in June at a starting price of $12.99. Uh, they've cut the price of the 13-inch Air as well. Yeah, I've read something that the 15-inch Air is $100 more if you do a spec for spec configuration. I think it starts at a little bit higher specs, but if you if you bump the 13-inch up to that, it's just $100 more for the extra screen, which is pretty cool. And the extra screen and bigger speakers. Mm-hmm. The speakers on mine are pretty bad. I don't know. It's funny bad, though because like um, have you listened to like a 5-year-old uh, you know, Apple laptop or no. or got even a 10-year-old one? They sound so much worse, but yeah, it Time marches on. I don't. AirPods has really gotten me away from using the speakers, though. I don't know the last time I used the speakers built in. I will give them that. I yeah, don't only do when I'm very showing often, something, but occasionally right. when I'm sitting on the couch. Comes in handy. Yeah, nice addition filling out the line there. Uh, we also had some additions in the pro category. Um, 
the Mac Pro or the Mac Studio is getting a refresh uh, now with M2 Max and M2 Ultra, higher bandwidth HDMI, tw- uh, 240 hertz refresh rates, um, basically just refreshing the machine. But the Mac Pro is now with uh, Apple Silicon, as they like to say, the M2 Ultra chip, um, 24 core CPU, 76 core GPU, and up to 196 gigabytes uh, of RAM on this bad boy. Uh, seven PCIe slots and eight Thunderbolt 4 ports. Uh, so you'll be able to really customize the heck out of this thing. Uh, both systems shipping in June. Upgraded Mac Studio starting at two grand. The Mac Pro starts at $6,599. Yeah. Sign me up. So it's actually less memory than the old Mac Pro, which I also read uh, by quite a bit. Um, though it is faster. Though... It's like super unclear to me in what universe you'd buy this computer because like it was kind of funny watching the the you know talk about smoke and mirrors when they're introducing this they were like oh and look all the things that it can do and all the things that they were talking about were things that the M2 Ultra enables which are all the same things that the 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 studio is that what they call it Mac Studio yeah can do so it's like so what can you do and there's something oh 8k you can do 24 8k stream i forget what it was something insane like that i was like okay but like that's not relevant to me at all um so i think uh i I don't think i'll ever own a mac pro maybe i can find i would like if someone was like dan i'll sell you a trash can mac pro for like 200 dollars i would get it just because i think it looks really cool and then i could say that i do have a mac pro but I don't think yeah. I'll it'll ever be a computer for me if this is the way that it uh, that it's going. The Mac Pro 2013, also one of the first products we covered on this show, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. The office that we squatted on Wednesdays has several trash can Mac Mac Pros. I could just snag oh. one for you. I have a key. Well, yeah. Wow. If, if okay. they end up throwing them in the dumpster like they did in college, uh, let <laughs> me know. <laughs> sure, generous offer. Uh, yeah, it's inter- I, I think it's just really more about those expansion ports. I mean, that that's when you have to have specialized hardware. But here's, uh, you know, here's the thing. Who is going to make those? Because it's one thing, my understanding, maybe I'm wrong about this, but my understanding is for something like that, I don't think you can just plug it into a Mac like it's not like a USB microphone or something where it's like oh all USB microphones kind of work the same all of those things seem like pretty unique there isn't I can't imagine there's a standard like oh all uh, video capture cards for like capturing you know live stream video all work exactly the same maybe they do but someone has to make all these things sell them and write the software for it and it's like such a tiny tiny percentage of the market but maybe uh, there probably know more about this than i do people who I, made it dan they're gonna sell 20 of these uh and but they're i guarantee you at that price they're probably profitable so they'll sell 20 of them you're you're right you and i i think someone online figured out like the max spec of mac pro is you can get it like over thirty thousand dollars with well i remember distinctly that the last one was over 60 grand so uh, <laughs> this is a bargain you know, it, <laughs> damn it's just again it is wild. sad. Like so many, I, I, when was the first time? Oh, right. When we were considering, well, not considering, when I looked into taking a first class flight to Australia, 
and I realized that you'd measure it in Honda Accords. But ever since then, there have been more and more things in my life that I realized I could measure in Honda Accords. And that Mac Pro would have been another one of those. That's about three brand new Honda Accords. Roll them into the driveway wow. for fully spec 2019 Mac Pro. This one's yeah, a bargain. But, this, but is, uh, many... this is right in the median American car purchase category at Hang 30 on, grand. Dan. My question how many simultaneous 8K streams can your Honda Accord convert into ProRes in real time? That's that's true. Come Probably on. not even one. Not even not, I would That would be such an Apple thing to do to have like the comparison. Where it's like, we'll do 24 streams, Accord, zero. That's right. It's like, oh, they're right. I mean, not lying. Um, all right, that's the hardware uh let's chug into the software if you will let's start with ios 17 i would argue not a major overhaul but a ton of new features baked in especially in some of the core apps uh calls will now have context specific posters as they call them uh similar to how you design your uh lock screen um that will be customized you can customize yours it'll be saved to your uh contact card and then that will show up on other people's phones when you call them which is pretty cool um We'll also have live transcripts for voicemail. Uh, so when someone is leaving you a voicemail, uh, it'll actually show up on your uh, lock screen where the text will start appearing as they're saying it. You can answer the call mid voicemail, kind of like how phones used to work. Um, I'm going to take this bit by bit. Any thought on that, guys? I, I, I think, think I think that's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I imagine this is going to work like the um, the profile photos works today where someone has to accept your card. Yes. And it's all, all okay. I, a shocking amount of the features announced today are iPhone to iPhone only. Mm. Like, I really do feel like at this mm. point that that chasm between iPhone to iPhone and iPhone to everything else is because the uh, the live voicemail, I'm assuming, is an iOS to iOS only feature because for you to. I don't know that iOS can interface with the phone company's voicemail in real time. I could be wrong. It can because it it lists the voicemails, right? But calling into them in real time. Ah, that, that's but far, I mean the tran the transcription I get, but being able to interrupt a voicemail in real time. I bet they're doing the same thing that the um, call blocking services do, where it registers itself as a something something. I know because I had to remove one recently, and so I called like a special T-Mobile number, and it allows you to set I forget what it's called, like a forwarding number or something mm. like that. And then all your calls can get screened. Like that's how RoboKiller and things like that work. So maybe maybe it does something like that. Entirely possible. My thought would be the second a call goes to voicemail, it flips to a FaceTime audio call automatically. Assuming you're both iOS users, it knows your phone numbers are tied to your. Did it say that that was iPhone only? No, I'm totally making this up. I'm just I just because if you remember in the very first iPhone, when they had visual voicemail. It was a huge breakthrough. That was like Mm -hmm. a weird workaround of the traditional voicemail. Maybe it's got more integrated over time. I'm actually curious about the technology behind. You know what else uh, someone said on one of one of Blue Sky or Mastodon today was uh, the that when the iPhone came out and I don't remember this. That that was the first time a phone would automatically combine SMS messages sent in succession into one blob. And before, because I do remember in on the phone I had, you know, on phones I had before smartphones, it, you whatever it was, two sixty characters, it would split it up. 
Uh, and you you get message one of two. <laughs> right. Message. Right. And it would automatically handle that. And this is kind of similar. It's like, oh yeah, why why can't we do that now? I remember reading something about the voicemail, like the the voicemail stuff today, and that they have some crazy interface where the the your phone like uses beeps and boops to like. Oh, that was definitely the case when I called that T-Mobile number. There was it felt like the dial-up days. There were some other sounds happening. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I'm curious, like a lot of this, to see it in practice. Uh, we also have uh, in messages, they've tweaked the interface a little bit. There'll be transcripts for audio messages, a more powerful sticker feature. I know you dudes love stickers. Um, Location-based check-ins with friends will be in line. Um, they are hiding that bar of apps that everyone found super inconvenient <laughs> and they're now putting it behind a menu, which is uh, yes. very welcome. <laughs> uh, and they are also uh, ha- having a check-in feature. Uh, where you can uh, send uh, somebody, hey, I'll check in with you when I get there. It'll automatically ping them. You arrived if you did. And if you didn't, um, it'll prompt them to remind you, hey, did you make it? So that's cool. Um, Interrupt me if something sounds interesting. FaceTime now lets you leave video messages as a form of voicemail. Um, New sharing features. I think this is interesting. It's 2023 and you can finally wirelessly share contacts with fellow iPhones. Uh, something I thought they should have had a long time ago with name drop um, and expansions. Uh, that is for contacts as well as expansions in airdrop where it'll automatically detect someone near you um, to share pieces of information. And then if you separate, it'll continue the transfer using the internet, um, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, AirPlay uh, is coming to CarPlay. So now if multiple people with iPhones are in your car, they'll be able to wirelessly connect to your car uh, to share in the music and other features. Also coming to hotels where you'll be able to scan a QR code on a TV in your hotel and automatically AirPlay to it, which I think is cool if it ever actually rolls out in bulk. I'm really excited about the car thing. Sadly, my car doesn't support CarPlay, but does this work with just... Does this work with any... Like, why does it have to be CarPlay specific was my question. Why can't, if I'm playing something over AirPlay at my house, why can't I have the same features? I believe you do have the same features. Oh, okay, then great. Then it would also work <laughs> in my car. No, that that was the part of the, I think that was part of the later stuff when they were talking about Siri and um, all of the other in-house uh, Okay, cool. Colby, finally, 10 years, more than 10 years later, our little Spotify app is uh, getting rolled out into more places. Can you, does Spotify still not let you do this? Does Spotify still not let you share control of a playback session? I think they experimented with it once, but I don't think they ever actually rolled it out. They did have, I remember having like shared, it was like while I was working there. Yeah. There was something that was, it was like in beta or, I don't know. Maybe it was just it was employees only. But I thought I thought that that happened, where you could invite people to your sesh. <laughs> now I want to know. Well, while you're looking up that answer, uh, Siri uh, no longer requires the word "hey" before it. Uh, hopefully, that won't be confusing. Uh, <laughs> new technology behind autocorrect using machine learning to help with sentence level correction, as well as 
uh, better predictions based on what you've typed historically. They, they seem to really go out of their way not to use all the same terminology the rest of the industry is using with the chat GPT stuff, but it did seem like they were implying that that is the technique they're using. Oh, for sure. I don't think they said AI once. They said neural engine a lot. Like there yeah. were there were certain Apple terms that I agree with you. I do believe it's it's just language sets. Uh, you know, I don't know that they've revolutionized that, but it's cool. In fact, it all happens on machines. Pretty interesting. Um, journal app uh, lets you document your activities and thoughts. Uh, it'll notify you. Hey, you should uh, you should check it out. Uh, and um, journal about things you did or places you were and it'll kind of use all your phone's data to have you do that um mood tracking is added to health um new feature called standby um frankly a, probably a precursor to a home pod with a screen at some point but it, uh putting your iphone on a uh, dock and landscape mode will show you and uh, landscape mode will show useful widgets um like a clock and other things to create a permanent display which i think is again another why didn't they do this sooner kind of thing yeah. Right. Man, I would love a HomePod with a screen. If you have, yeah. I saw it's another thing I saw online was someone was saying if you have an old phone, you could now convert this just more easily into just a screen that is always on, just sitting around somewhere. And I don't know if they explicitly announced this, but I did see it in one of the you know things went flying by in one of the videos. Finally, you can have a widget that controls a HomeKit thing. From your screen. Yeah. Oh so you could also use this to make like your little smart home dashboard. I'm curious how this works on older displays versus the new always on displays. Yeah. But I guess it's presumed to be plugged in. Like it has to be on a, it has to be charging, right? I don't know that they specifically said that, but you're right. That's where it makes the most. I mean, to me, the the ultimate ideal of this is the MagSafe charger where you stick it on and it's just charging and stuck there at the same time. But you've been on phones for a while. I mean, that's always on is pretty new. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. Um, that is uh, that's a nice one. I have a Amazon uh, display clock in my bedroom that I love um, and I could see a, a phone definitely replacing that. Uh, those are the big hits, unless you guys think of anything else. iOS 17 is due this fall. Developer preview now, public beta in July. Uh, I will say I did look at a list of things that are coming that weren't announced. And the one that stood out to me that I am one of those small things is, you know how when they send you two-factor texts and the uh, OS recognizes them, it will now do it for emails. <laughs> yes yes that's i'm excited for that it's i've noticed that more and more of the the new websites and new apps are like oh we're passwordless login you just give us your email and then we email you every fucking time you log in and you have to <laughs> yeah. type in the six digit code like that is less convenient <laughs> um so i'm grateful for this that'll yeah. be a nice addition the sound of me switching to apple mail or whatever <laughs> do you think it yeah. only works if you use apple mail I don't, that's a good question. It doesn't say, but I would assume they can smart scan all your notifications and like, what don't they have access to? Uh, but that's a good question. We'll learn more when it comes out. I will say things like the journal app that really are separate of iOS um, aren't rolling out soon. They're at least coming in the fall. So um, pretty much no features you'll be able to get shortly. 
Uh, we can touch on iPad OS 17. It borrows a lot of the up updates we already talked about. What's new specifically for iPad is iOS 16 style lock screen customization complete with widgets. Although interestingly enough, the widgets are now interactive on iPad OS, so you can take actions without jumping in apps, which I think is wonderful. And we'll talk more about that when we get into Mac. Um, health is available on the iPad for the first time. Uh, and the Notes app, uh, and actually the whole OS, but Notes app specifically has been updated for massive PDF support, annotating and collaborating in real time, um, being able to sign them and send them back as PDFs, all native, uh, which me as an office nerd who works on PDFs a lot is pretty damn exciting. Yeah, this gives me one, hopefully, removes any reason I'll ever have to install Adobe Acrobat Reader on a Mac. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree with you. I, I have to print out and red pen stuff at least once a day as part of my job in marketing. I have an iPad at work. When this update comes, I'm genuinely going to try to move to all digital commenting on everything. And I am beyond jazzed. Because uh, it's just so much easier. So... Did I tell you that um, at least as of 2019, this must have changed, um, but one of Lena's coworkers at her old place of work would ask that any um, uh, annotations being made to a document be printed out, annotate, be printed out and handed to him. And any annotations that he would give to you would be handwritten on a piece of paper and handed to you. Yep. Um, so like 80, you know, or 90, 99% of the company was doing the Microsoft Word, whatever they call it, <laughs> thing. And then this one asshole is just ruining everything. Because if one person doesn't do it, it totally defeats the point. I have the total opposite problem. <laughs> I'm the digital <laughs> asshole and everyone else wants to do it on paper. Title. And I'm like, guys, I'm the digital <laughs> asshole. It's the title of my autobiography. Put that on my gravestone. Um, yeah. Outstanding. Uh, wow. All right. Let's chug along here. Watch OS 10. Um, we're getting an interface overhaul, guys. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, getting away from... Um, uh, what the... Uh, Complicate? No, not complications. What were they calling them? They weren't widgets. They were. Uh... I don't actually describe more of this because I I watched. I was half paying attention through almost the entire keynote, and so this flew by. And I am excited for changes to the watch, but Glances. I don't understand what they're changing. Glances. Glances, the carousel of widgets for different apps and features. They're moving away from glances to focus on widgets. Now, what you're saying, Sean, isn't that the same thing? Kind what of. What the hell not. is a glance? So a glance, <laughs> uh, if you go all the way back. So I'm going back to the original Apple Watch to see. What, I'm looking at my, my Apple Watch right now. How do I glance at something? Your eyeballs. <laughs> Swipe up on the watch face. Drops you into a carousel of widgets for various apps and functions to let you get a quick look at battery life the weather and scores oh okay the the giant list of pills that has like wi-fi notifications no no not that i'm sorry not the maybe that. it's Is it, has it changed no i think you swipe down i'm sorry swipe down okay these are my notifications okay so maybe it's not that <laughs> 
Right, maybe these things don't exist anymore. Maybe they don't. I'm reading the original review of the iPhone back in Clancy's. So um, anyway, it's not about the old. It's about the new. Uh, and the new is uh, widgets uh, are going to be taking over, uh, focusing on a smart stack of widgets for uh, ac- content you access regularly. All you have to do is spin the digital crown from the home screen, key apps like activity, um, what you're listening to, upcoming appointments, whatever will automatically appear. There'll also be a widget for complications uh, that you use most frequently as well. Um they're redesigning a bunch of other stuff in the OS, focusing more on using the full screen corner uh, icons to, to give more touch points. Um, there's also a bunch of other changes uh, around fitness. Uh, cyclists will have a bunch of new support. Hikers will have a bunch of new support. Mindfulness will have a bunch of new support. Um, it's uh, coming in the fall. Uh, two new watch faces, a Snoopy watch face. Uh, and another one with colors. <laughs> colors. I think it makes sense. These changes. I, I, I mean, it's not. I'm still not an Apple Watch guy. Um, I don't own one. I didn't like the one I owned because um, I never thought the OS UI was particularly useful for doing getting things done. It was more good for like tracking things as they were happening, but I never took a lot of actions um, on my watch. I'd be curious to see if this changes that. I'm trying to think of actions I take on my watch. The only, honestly, the only time I really touch my watch, I look at it to see what the temperature is outside. I do that three times a day. And then when I go to bed at night, I sleep with my watch. So I use it as the alarm. So I set my alarm and I use it to turn off all the lights in the house that's that's by poking it with your with your meat finger yeah with with my with my meat stylus another good title i'm typing that one down poke it with my meat stylus (laughs) um um yeah yeah. you don't ask uh the lady in the tube to turn them off for you on your watch well see the problem is laura goes to bed before Ah. i do almost all of the time got it so so I ha- I need to silently uh, shut it down, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's so fascinating about all of this stuff they announced is so much of it is will intelligently serve it to you. And I'm like, I pray for you that works. Uh, because, again, I feel like the watch is a great example. If it could actually serve you the right thing at the right time that is helpful and useful, that suddenly becomes a pretty powerful device because you don't have the real estate or time to go digging for what you need. Yeah. Not like on a phone or a computer. So yeah. I'll be optimistic if this works, but I'm looking forward try. to trying it. Doesn't it does seem like it made it worse. It does seem like that. Um, you know how you can move through focus modes based on like which Bluetooth devices you're connected to and stuff like that. It does seem like the watch could also do that where, you know, it has kind of the workout face. It's not that's not what it's called, but that's basically what it is. Like your whole watch changes when you're doing a workout. And I feel like my watch could change when I do other things, too. Did you know you can change your watch face via shortcuts? I did not know that, but that makes sense. I, I I have some some time related watch face 
changes there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's the only thing I use shortcuts for. <laughs> I'm very surprised that they haven't done custom watch faces yet. That That is, especially if they let people charge for them and took 30% on everything for a 99 cent watch face. Come on, guys, you're leaving money on the table. Um, for shame. A baffling one to me. Uh, continuing on, macOS Sonoma, uh, coming to a device near you, um, a bunch of stuff, uh, including, where's that tab, uh, widgets, guys, it's, uh, listen, it's, widgets it's everywhere. all about the widgets, um, you may have noticed them buried on your computer before, well, now they're coming to the desktop, they're movable, adjustable, you can place them anywhere, uh, when you're using a window, they kind of fade into the background a little bit. And it's not only widgets that come native for Mac. You can put iPhone widgets. It, this to me was kind of crazy. You can put iPhone widgets on your Mac, even if that app is not installed on your Mac, if your phone is on the same Wi-Fi network or near enough your phone to make oh, uh-huh. near enough your computer to make a connection. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't I didn't catch that part. Yeah, wow. Um so basically for any app that doesn't have a compatible version on Mac OS, uh, you can put the widget and control it, um, which I think is cool. I think of smart apps specifically that aren't HomeKit compatible or only work within their iOS app. Uh, you can put that control right on your Mac, which is kind of cool. Um, do, 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 uh, they are, st- Dan, they're installing our favorite app. Aerial Companion is now built in. So you'll get those nice, beautiful video screensavers. And it, it into, it's better. It integrates with your, um, wallpapers somehow. Yeah. Like when it's you all log animated. in, it'll move. And then when you log in, it'll slowly stop. And then that becomes your background. It's going to be slick. It's pretty cool. What Apple does. Uh, video conferencing upgrade, a presenter overlay mode uh, that places you on top of the content using depth stuff. So like your presentation will be behind you, but in front of your background, there'll also be effects like hearts and balloons. And you can do two thumbs up with your hands and it'll make effects and they'll work on Zoom teams and everything else. I'm assuming they'll work here on Riverside because I'm assuming it's just through the camera. Um, So we'll have some fun with that. There's also... um, Dan, whatever, what's the app you're using right now to do like center Camo stage? Studio. Another one that's going in the waste tape, um, <laughs> potentially, because um, I believe that will be built in as well. You know, I realized the webcam I'm using to do the show is the same one I bought 10 years ago when we started to do this show. Wow. Still wow. looks good after all these so years. Crisp. 1080p. Um, and uh, some Safari updates around privacy. Uh, profiles, uh, private browsing's beefed up. Um, game mode uh, reduces background tasks, prioritizes CPU and GPU performance, reducing latency in AirPods uh, and game pads. Um, that's most of the big stuff with uh, Sonoma. Is this where they did the whole Mac gaming um, segment? Yes. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, One thing that really stood out to me was uh, their focus on making it easier for developers to port uh, via Metal into Mac, um, developing tools specifically to make that easier, which I think is a big, uh, big leap right now for a lot of developers. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, We're still not done. Um... (laughs) 
because we've got to talk about some of the ancillary products. Apple TV users are going to get tvOS 17. You're going to be able to do FaceTime calls on your television uh, where your iPhone uh, is going to be the camera uh, using a continuity camera, uh, which is neat. Um, Control Center on Apple TV has been redesigned. You can use Siri to find your lost remote. On AirPods Pro, there's a new adaptive audio feature that is kind of a mix between noise cancellation and transparency that's based on your environment. Uh, The earbuds will now be able to predict your volume preferences and automatically lower them if you start speaking to somebody. I'm very excited about adaptive audio um, because I I find noise cancellation too aggressive for daily use, um, but I would like some of that feature. So I'm very excited to try that and see how that works. That's another one of those it's smart thing that you just pray actually works. I mean, that's where, you know, that's the point though, right? We get these smart things. The reason people are so attracted to the idea of AI is because it can do things for you. If you have to tell it exactly how to do everything, uh, that's not great. I think you should be able to tell it exactly how to do something. That's where I think things get frustrating is when you're like, ah, but like, I just want to tell you this one thing. If only you knew we had... <laughs> yes, last night, I think it was last night. We were trying to set a 50 five zero minute timer and it could not do it. We tried every way. We tried saying five zero, it doesn't understand five zero. It's like, what? <laughs> uh and but it, what you want to be able to say is like, do not set a 15 minute timer, set a 50 minute timer, you know, but you you can't do that either. So that's where things get frustrating. But I think having things do things for you is what we should be using all this cool new hardware for. Dan, you got to smart the machine. It's a 49 minute and 59 second timer. And you <laughs> second. I've done that. that. I've done that. Uh, Cause I agree. That is a very weird <laughs> issue um, that I think we've all had. I mean, it makes sense. It's, you know, people, real humans mishear that all the time. Now, do you guys think this is a question I had? Because I think the functionality is cool. Would you ever make a FaceTime call on your TV using your iPhone as the camera? Maybe. Maybe. I do sometimes do Zoom calls with multiple members of the family, especially on holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes people are floating in and out. I guess I could just like rest the T the iPhone like on the TV kind of and let people kind of filter in and out. I don't think I'd use it regularly. That was my thought too. I feel like once in a while there's a group uh like a family FaceTime usually. Yeah, I'll throw that on the TV. Yeah, I think it was you who said it, Dan. This is a great second iPhone thing where Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to strap my primary iPhone to it. But if I had a spare one around uh, when it's not on standby mode uh, showing me the time, I would throw (laughs) it on a mount and uh, and use that. I I think I think features like this will make that second, you know, your old iPhone more valuable to keep than to resell. Pour one out for the iPod touch. Classic. They... We've had this discussion before. They still sell those, right? Or did they just stop? I know we I, had this discussion. I th- I thought they stopped, but it was like last year. Yeah, it was pretty recent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would 
one of these days I'm going to go find out what like an iPhone 11 is running for these days used if you wanted to get a backup phone. Oh, Dan, you're muted. May 10th, 2022, and they uh, discontinued the iPod Touch. Wow. Sad. Sad. But again, like we said, these are just precursors potentially to a HomePod with a screen in it or an Apple TV with a camera in it. Who knows if it takes off? Um, it's a good way to test the market, certainly. Or uh, what, what do they call them? A netbook from uh, from <laughs> Apple. You just <laughs> you just leave it on your kitchen counter. It's a hundred dollars. Technology cyclical, Dan. It all comes back. <laughs> um, and speaking of things that were tried in long ago and are now coming back, let's talk about virtual reality, guys. We got one more thing here: uh, a revolutionary device introducing the Apple vision pro did anyone have that as the name i think they worked so hard to trademark all that like reality os and i i think they they hit it on purpose i didn't see it anywhere by the way i think it's a great i do think it's a solid it's a good name vision os apple vision i think it's really good apple apple vision it just rolls off the tongue I mean, it's not as good as uh, what was the contact sharing thing called? Name drop. Name no, drop. Name drop is great. <laughs> we should do but, that every time we do one of these keynotes. Rank the made up marketing mm, terms because mm-hmm. um, there are definitely some winners. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the Vision Pro. Uh, let's start with the hardware and then we can talk about the software. Um it is uh, an AR VR headset. Looks like a bunch of goofy looking ski goggles. Uh, it's a proprietary three element lens with dual 4K micro LED displays, 23 million pixels, IR cameras and LED illuminators on the inside for eye tracking on the outside, LiDAR and traditional camera sensors. Uh, powering the entire thing is an M2 processor strapped to a brand new R1 chip um, for responsive lag free standalone performance. Um, it will be, uh, powered by an external battery pack, um, or it can be operated plugged in. It'll run for two hours on the battery pack. Um, it includes a solid button for taking photos and a digital crown for spinning in addition to a, uh, theoretically comfortable, uh, rear strap and built in speakers, uh, that get strapped pretty darn close to your head. Yeah. Uh, what do we think on looks? So before we talk about features, let's just talk pure looks. I mean, the first image you see is the image of the person's eyes through the glass. Yeah. And that is incredibly striking. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, it, I think it could look bad in person i think i see what they're doing though both with that feature and with the facetime avatar thing where it's like oh if you kind of blur the edges then hair's hard but noses are easier um then i i think it could work well and on the front of the display they have an easier task just just eyes um but that did look cool so I think that that, that is the, um, the re- it doesn't matter what the rest of it looks like because the front of it has a screen. Yeah. Uh, it Unlike the Oculus, which does, 
kind of look like uh, you've got a giant, you know, pyramid strapped to your head. This does, this has a lot more room to play with stuff visually. I, yep. Did you hear, read the uh, the rumors about um, that it was going to be a Memoji uh, based front and it would like detect your emotions and stuff, which is, uh, you know, I can see the kernel of truth in that now. And everyone was making fun of that, like, that'd be terrible. But no one was so insane as to say, like, but it'll it'll be your actual eyes. When I first saw it, I was like, holy shit, it's the, um, you know, all of that technology that they've purportedly been developing to put touch id inside of the screen and all that that's what this is all leading towards was like it's actually fully transparent and it isn't yeah uh but that was my it's first thought track. yeah i i for a, a good long time i liked and was distracted while i was watching the thing and i i my 50 percent brain thought that that's what was <laughs> what was actually happening and I, I you know before i took the took the time to think through like oh it's like a video screen in front of your eyes i was like how do they do that how can you see through the screen it's pretty wild I, at I mean, first i was like oh they must be doing some like there must be like a piece of glass or you know glass and then they can like project over it and maybe it's like the you know the fancy windows that have built-in shades or something or like you know your progressive lenses where it like becomes not progressive lenses i don't know what those are called what are they called where like they dim themselves they become uh are those, are those progressive transitions lenses? Lenses. transition lenses i was like oh there must be like projecting onto the glass the images and then like somehow blacking out the glass and that's that's so crazy uh, yeah, I don't think it was unreasonable at all to think that. It's clever what they did, certainly. Well, let's talk about how you use the thing. Um, it's a standalone headset, requires no additional hardware, um, and no dedicated controllers. Instead, thanks to all those cameras and sensors, it's entirely voice input, hand uh, tracking, and eye gesture. Uh, and so the way it will work is you'll be able to simply uh, use that aggressive eye tracking to look at things... In your vision, the OS will know you're doing it, and you can use simple tap or swipe actions with just your hands to be able to uh, adjust and use it in addition to voice commands. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, it really seems that they're focused mainly on AR over VR, I would argue. Um, certainly from what we saw in today's demo, there are VR elements, but it's really about being able to use apps uh, and games and movies and those sorts of things in your real-world setting um, using the the cameras as pass through, um, they showed a whole bunch of different applications. Obviously, using traditional uh, iOS style apps, uh, messages, um, uh, a web browser, things like that. Um, they also showed uh, games uh, through Apple Arcade. Um, they showed, uh, as Dan mentioned, uh, video calls being able to receive them and see them in the, you know, these people in real size in the real world, but also creating a persona or digital representation of you. Um, so it looks like your face is talking, but it's actually just tracking your eyes and your mouth, um, and your hands to recreate that. You can also pair it, uh, with Bluetooth accessories, like a keyboard and trackpad and use, uh, your Mac apps. Uh, it'll use again, that continuity to take your Mac, uh, and put it in this, uh, visual hierarchy and be able to use it there. Um, 
what else? Uh, of course, watching things like uh, movies on a virtual screen up to 100 feet wide in 4K. Um, it'll support uh, being paired with an Xbox or PlayStation controller for gaming. Um, and one of the big things is the digital crown at the top. As you spin it, you're actually adding or subtracting the virtual reality element. So it sort of creates that world around you. Um, and when you max it out, obviously, then you're not seeing any of the real world anymore. It was quite a quite an interesting element. The thing I was most excited about was the bringing your Mac into the workspace and having the infinite display um, yeah. idea. When I tried that with the Oculus and it was pretty compelling, it was a bit janky. Um, and I think I prefer my 5K screen to that reality. But if, for example, this became socially acceptable, I would love to have that on an airplane. Like imagine having two 5K screens on your airplane. Now, they didn't announce that they could do multiple screens from your Mac, but I imagine that they totally could and that that something like that is coming if this is successful. So that that idea to me is really exciting. Then like, yeah, anyways, we can get into the, the you know, actually using this to do work. But imagine going, having as many screens as you want wherever you want. Then your laptop doesn't even need to have a screen anymore. Sure. It's just it's just like a battery that you well, put in your backpack. I was going to say theoretically, I mean, a number of these apps are going to be running native, right? Right in right. Vision OS. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I that's mean, the, that's the Galaxy Brain view. But for now, I can't oh yeah. I can't build Docker images on my headset. Um, if but, I knew what that was, I'd agree with you. <laughs> uh, really burn your eyes off. <laughs> You'll burn your oh, eyes off, too. kid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've covered most of the features. Optic ID is, I think, the other big one we didn't cover. It's another good uh, show title, by the way. You'll burn your eyes out, kid. (laughs) You'll burn your eyes out, kid. We're going to have 18 titles with this. Um, It'll be our longest title ever. (laughs) Yeah, just apply them to future episodes. They'll never know. Uh, Optic ID actually uses uh, your your iris uh, for unlocking and signing onto the device, which is pretty cool. There'll also be an app store for this thing coming forward. Uh, And of course, the other big piece of news that is going on sale sometime early next year for the low, low price of $3,499. Which one of you is going to be the first to take the Vision Pro Challenge? So here's the problem is that I, it depends how early, early 2024 is. I suspect we're talking like March 2024. Probably. Or maybe even like May 2024. (laughs) Um, I will, I I am out of commission for January 2024. So, but I can't imagine it. But so anyways, I am certainly interested because I'm interested in uh, I think that people who are Apple programmer enthusiasts, people who build apps for Apple platforms will build apps for this thing that are useful because that was the thing that was so frustrating in a way about using the Oculus to do work was it was I could instantly see, I was like, oh, this is great. Like you can just, the windows can be any size. Desktops can be any size. Desktops can be anywhere. You don't even, like there, there isn't like the moving your head. You don't have to move your head if you want to. You can just rotate the whole room around you. Um, it is better and it is more ergonomic. 
as long as the headset isn't too heavy and, you know, shit like that. But there's like no one in that universe is interested in this. Uh, and Facebook isn't going to be pushing this angle of like, what if you had an operating system? And I think Apple uses term, right? For spatial computing. What if, yeah. like with Windows, not the operating system, but the UI paradigm was like, oh, I have a window over here and I have a window over there. And that's a useful thing. Uh, because the human monkey brain loves to think about things that way. It's the it's why you can walk into a, a high high rise building for an interview and remember how to get back to the elevators because your brain is literally built to figure that kind of shit out. So taking that thought technology and applying it to all my all the kinds of things that I do with computers is really exciting, and I think that. People building apps for Apple's platforms will actually explore that, unlike the Oculus, where it's like whichever AAA video game studio Mark Zuckerberg has strong-armed into making a game for it, and then whatever crazy shit they're trying to build. Not crazy in a good way, but like bad. Like I, I, tr- I don't know if we talked about this on the show. I tried the Horizon Worlds thing, mm-hmm. and it was just like... Uh, a mildly more immersive version of something I felt like I could have gotten in the 90s, honestly. Uh, but it wasn't thinking outside of the box. And I think I think maybe that's what I'm getting at, is I think that the kind of people who write software for Apple's platforms will take this and take it in crazy directions instead of like, what if it was a zombie game or uh, what if I could play tech? Yeah. I like I feel like my takeaway from using the quest was like the cool part was the the weird like blurry gray like see-through mode where yeah. you could see stuff and like see the you know you you could see like the uh, uh, incredibly low res sepia version of, of the room you're wearing yeah and like that was really cool I think like I thought that was the the really the coolest part so it was it was cool to i i think it's it given apples what they do and where they're i don't know what what people who like you were saying develop for iphone and mac like what they do i think it makes sense to lean into that that part of it because to me that's that's really cool like I don't I, these things aren't necessarily interesting to me as like a like I don't know that I'm I'm particularly excited to play like VR games as as compared to just playing a game the right you know, <laughs> old fashioned ways um cuz I don't I don't play games that much maybe but uh, thinking about being able to it seems cool for work stuff I think that's that's the thing I'm interested in too, Dan. And we'll see. There was a so when I purchased my my um, off brand like relatively inexpensive monitor instead of its studio display earlier right. this year, it occurred there. There was a thought in my mind that uh, maybe maybe I'll uh, maybe we'll get a an AR monitor or something. Uh, so I we'll see. see. 
we'll, we'll see what the what the the bank account looks like. What, what the company will let you expense? Well, yeah, we can take sure, all of yeah. the um, the ad referrals and Amazon referral money we've made and just get three of these, Sean. I think we right. should be able to. I think you that. mean three tenths of one. Uh, <laughs> if we're lucky, I think we can get we can get an extra strap for the one we don't have. Uh, <laughs> if there's ad money floating around, we should definitely. I have not. We couldn't even yeah. get three tenths of one. Would be a thousand. I yeah. A thousand dollars. Yeah. No. It's uh. Yeah. That's we, we couldn't even, even afford price. one tenth of one. <sighs> <sighs> Jesus. Uh, as you said, how many Honda Accords is that? Um. So. Half you know, of one. I, I think I'm not 100% sold, but I will say I think Apple did. Apple is very good at taking technologies that exist and finding the perfect way a consumer would use them. And I think and I have the same complaints with the quest that you guys have is is using it makes me do two things I don't want to do. One is totally block off the world from my vision, and the other is flail my arms around a lot. <laughs> I don't want to do those things. I want to sit on the fucking couch or in my office chair. And sure. my one of my favorite things that they pointed out in this was, you don't even have to raise your hands to use this thing because of the downward facing. You can think, your hands can be on your lap and you're just flicking through stuff. That's how I want to use this. That's how I use my phone. That's how I want to use this technology. And to me... The idea that technology works with your environment, not instead of it, I think is is a brilliant idea, and I think the implementation of it is good. Now, am I suspicious it's going to work exactly as they promised? <laughs> Absolutely. They promised way more than they probably should have. And of course, it is ludicrously expensive. I'm very concerned that, obviously, this is the first version, and you think five years from now, what is it going to look like and what is it going to cost? I don't know how you get something that costs $3,500 and get it to $500. Even in five years, I'm very suspicious this will ever be. I don't know how you cut enough corners to make that happen. We'll see. Yeah, I think we're we're, we're aiming for MacBook Pro pricing within five years, I think. Like a $3,500, you can get a fucking awesome MacBook Pro. But you can also spend a lot money, a lot less money, and also get a MacBook Pro. So that, that I would expect it to be at like two grand within five years would be my guess. Well, my million dollar thing is this. I think the hardware is very compelling. I got to see the software. I got to see the software. The first iPhone didn't have an app store and it was an okay device. And then it got apps and it became an incredible device. I think they crushed the hardware. I got to see if anyone builds anything compelling, because if all you can do on it is build spreadsheets and (laughs) uh, browse the web, I, I, I wouldn't pay for that, even at $500. You got to get a... This thing has to be an indispensable part of the many facets so I can go from watching TV to browsing Twitter to playing a game to, to all the apps I have on my phone I'm going to want on this thing. If they can get developers to truly develop... And I don't know how you get them. How many of these are they going to sell at $3,500? What's the user base for this going to be? Are developers going to spend time developing an app for the 200 people who own one? I don't know. I think, and there, so Apple will be, there will be uh, versions of this headset made available to developers before it is released. That is literally all we know, at least as of like an hour and a half ago. Um, I think if Apple were smart, they would just give these, they would, they would have some sort of vetting process and then just give them to developers because they've got got enough money. Yeah. Um, uh, someone, by the way, 
Free business idea. Someone should go out and buy 20 of these and rent them by mail. They'd make a goddamn <laughs> fortune. I'm telling you, rent them for a week at a time. So nerds like us, I would pay 50 bucks or 70 bucks for two weeks with this thing. Although, oh, yeah, I'm sure there will be things like that. Yeah, it would take you a while to get your money back even on that. My question for you guys, I think it's compelling. I think the vision is strong. My question for you two is, if the device were available for sale today with everything you saw today's demo, what is the absolute highest price you would be willing to put down now to purchase one? <laughs> no. I'm not allowed to wait for the reviews to come out. <laughs> no, it's a it's a pre-order and you can order it now. And just based on because we don't know what the future is. So just based on today, what's the max you'd be willing to, to put down where it's the price point where you're like, this is a, a I have to have it. Wait, you're saying the highest price or the, the highest the price, price at which you would be willing to consider buying it? Yes. Anything more than that, you're like, it's not worth it. I mean, I think I would I'm considering buying it as it is now because I believe so strongly that this like it's not about AR and VR. It's about bringing the your computer into the third dimension. I believe so strongly that that will make the computer better to use more fun. You'll do things faster. You'll be able to do things you were never able to do before. Like we talked about, like the stupid time machine UI from 10, 15 years ago, probably <laughs> sure that like that idea of like, what if I could see all the versions of this file and just like zoom through them? Like that's just the beginning. I think of what people come up with and part of me, perhaps aspirationally, what's the, what's the, like, you know, uh, this is not the kind of aspirational user that I think Apple's aiming at, but part of me is like, oh, I want to build one of those things. So I'm going to get this sure. thing. I'm totally not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, if anything's possible, but it's probably not possible. But but that is a sort of thing that's motivating me. Yeah. And if if you know Meta, I'll call you Meta to to in this conversation, had been had shown me something like that. I would have been interested. And while they were interested in the workplace aspect of it, and we did the whole episode with it, and that was cool, there was no um, vision for me to look at and be like, oh, this rate of improvement is going to grow exponentially. It's like, I don't know, yeah. maybe in a couple of years, uh, I'll be able to do more cool things in workplace horizons. But for now, it's just like super bare bones. But because it is an, a more open platform, uh, and I trust that Apple has developers who are, they've put in the time to get them motivated to build cool, unique things for this. That That's what puts me over the edge. Yeah, I mean, it, it is fascinating how important, regardless of the hardware, software, just simply selling the vision is. For Mark Zuckerberg, it's like, we have legs now. The avatars have legs. You know, it's <laughs> like, that. that isn't selling a vision. No one and cares I, about legs. And no, I like, think that no, there was the not past. a single body represented right. in 3D in this thing. They barely showed even full VR. They barely showed it. I mean, to me, it, yeah. even if this hardware and software is a flop, they've at least set up something that says this is what we think the future looks like. Maybe it'll change, but at least we're going towards something. To me, Oculus is like, yeah, we put a couple screens and some goggles. Maybe they'll make games for it. Like, I don't get it. But with this, it's like, okay, I can see it 
a little yeah. bit more. You know, it, it's interesting. I like you guys are nerds. I say that with absolute compliment. Uh, <laughs> you, you guys are huge fucking dorks. Uh, and so I totally get what you're saying, Dan. For you guys, I like to think of myself as a regular Joe who's tech savvy. And I don't think I could pay more than $500 to $700 for this thing today. I just couldn't. Because while it's cool, it's not indispensable. It is not a requirement. There's nothing this does necessary. Now, you can talk about like the 3D photograph stuff. I think is kind of special. I was going to say, that's the like really unique thing. But then again, you got to wear those stupid big goggles everywhere you go to get the pictures. But the reason why you do that is because then you can see the 3D photo as you're taking it. You actually know what it's going to look like. Absolutely. So so that's unique. But overall, in today's, that's why the software is interesting. What are the applications I don't even know exist yet that make me want it? If it is just doing spreadsheets, even though I do spreadsheets all day, I'm fine with my computer. So great vision, exciting hardware, ludicrously expensive. Um, I'm curious to see what happens next, but it was, I thought, at least a positive showing. Even with spreadsheets, though, Sean, I think about spreadsheets all the time, actually. Um, And spreadsheets are incredible. And you have the the fundamental model of, like, here's this cell, which is a math formula, and it can reference other cells, but you quickly get lost, right? Because you're like, what is going to change when I change this cell? And when you change something, you can't even tell what changed. If the spreadsheet's big enough, even if it's... But what if it were 100 feet tall? What if there was some sort of, like, you know... (laughs) The human eye is really good at detecting motion. If yeah. you, you know, if you stand in a field and it's like spot birds, you'll spot tons of birds. Um, but the like our the monitor in front of you doesn't really do that. And maybe people could, right? Maybe your your spreadsheet could ripple in fun ways and then you'd see things. But like I think it could be um indispensable. I agree that it isn't it obviously isn't indispensable yet. Well, and again, that's what, but that's what's neat about this is it's also a great couch device. Like it, it is so because of the pass through, it's yeah. so much more universal. Sean, have you probably haven't seen this? This is some real nerd shit here. <laughs> um, but there's this famous nerd guy named Brett Victor who has spent the last ten years uh, building a really crappy but nerdier version of this thing, where it's like, you know what? I don't want to put something on my face. What if my entire house was the computer? No and it's more. sort of like the Amazon store with all the cameras above. But <laughs> what if you had that? And and instead of like flicking your fingers, instead of doing things with your hands that were kind of like when you move your hand on the mouse, right? Like, and that's cool and useful. But then you have the iPhone. You'd be like, I can touch the thing. And now it it like that was so much better. His vision is like, why even have screens at all? Why can't I interact with physical objects? Why can't I take my Apple shortcut that is written on a piece of paper? Here it is. And I can print out a new one and then like load it into my house by like putting it on the wall. And my house knows you put the program on the wall. Now this is part of the smart home feature Um, and stuff like that. And it sounds dumb, but then you, when you watch someone use it, you're like, oh yeah, this makes things way more explicable because now I'm looking at my smart home and instead of it being a bunch of shortcuts that I have to click into individually, be like, oh right, here's an if statement. And that's where that is. I'm like, here it is. It's all here. And the human is, a mind is so good at 
at grokking that stuff. Like you can open up your cabinet in the kitchen and be like, yep, there's the sauces, the pasta, the spices, and, and like instantly see where you want to go. How often can you move that quickly on your computer? Oftentimes you're like, oh, search. I'm going to search for this term. And you're like, oh, I got a bajillion fucking documents here. Uh, I don't know. Because no, there isn't, you can't leave anything where you found it because nothing is anywhere. Um, so well, that's that's my counter pitch is uh, I'll send you some of these videos because I think yeah. it is an well, interesting listen, vision. But again, that's that's the software thing. Like, I, yeah. And by the way, one of the things that I loved was, again, they were like, these windows cast shadows on the floor. Yeah. Like they have all this AR kit experience that's going to make it feel real. And the day somebody comes around and says, you're going to walk around your house and the built in cameras are going to scan all your shit. So when you walk up to your cabinet and you open it, it'll know. like I'm waiting. For Actually, that this would be a step. cool app. This would be a cool app. You put the headset on and kind of like the thing I was just explaining, it makes explicit your home kit shit. So it's like, oh, there's your smart switch. It's over there. I'm boop. You can you can like look at it and see all of the actions and automations attached to the smart switch. And your smart switch is right there. You're not yeah. like looking at your phone and being like, oh, uh, Maros V2 hex number which one is that it's like no the the it knows where it is it's got the ultra wideband chip why can't i just look at it and show me all the stuff well that's one thing they aggressively did not show is the headset interacting with the real world it was all floating windows they showed basically nothing that says it's mapping onto the wall or you know oh here's but like we a, know that it can do that because of can. all the ar kit stuff yeah you're absolutely right but it was interesting they didn't show it and I don't know if that's a limitation. Yeah. I don't know if they just chose. That's you know, true. It, I'm so, they would have done like a GPS where it's like a virtual arrow that shows you where you're like. They did none of that. It was all floating windows. Yeah. Very interesting. I read an article a couple of days ago about um, about this stuff. And they mentioned the mine, the mine cat, the <laughs> Minecraft demo from ar kit a couple years ago and i was like oh yeah, yeah that was super cool i how come i still can't play minecraft on my coffee table that's like i would love to play minecraft on my coffee table yeah it's good hey listen i'm the guy who's excited to be able to doodle on pdfs okay <laughs> i'm not the, the vision pro guy but um but i think it's neat and i cannot wait to spot the first person in the wild wearing one of these <laughs> i remember when apple watches it's like you're looking for somebody wearing the apple watch some dork on an airplane is going to be wearing one of these it's going to be it's going to be like in the first class on the airplane some some <laughs> aws gonna, vp here for me probably yeah and i'm going to be in coach and i'm going to be so goddamn jealous um wonderful any uh any other takeaways from uh today's event we managed to do it in almost an hour less than it took them slow pokes I think it was good. I think it was a good day of announcements. I, again, Vision Pro was pretty groundbreaking. The rest of the stuff was mildly predictable, but I liked all of the OS enhancements. I thought were uh, especially things like the visual voicemail uh, and the, those contact specific images that come up like those little things that I think are going to make it a better daily experience. That's what I left with. I don't really care about Vision Pro. It's cool. It was neat to see. I'm not going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. I'm excited about... I think the Vision Pro stuff is like, this is a very a moment in time thing. And I think they're... I like none of the stuff that they showed or demoed, I think is very exciting. But 
it is the like if you can get people to make stuff for it right this is the get people to make stuff for it phase the hardware seems great right get nerdy people who who care enough of think this is cool enough to spend that much money on it and like see what they do and if if the hardware is good and the you know the the platform is good enough to do interesting stuff like people will do interesting stuff and the stuff that people do with this is the stuff that's going to make it make like non non dorky people want one not like the stuff that they demo today absolutely so we'll see you know yeah i mean uh, you know there'll be a light for i mean there's a reason they call this thing pro right off the the offset that wasn't an accident you know but there will be a vision light or vision air or whatever they call it um down the line i i think i think they've got to build honestly i would rather they come out with a thirty five hundred dollar one than a five hundred dollar one that's a piece of crap right right yeah because i mean if shoot for the damn stars right it's the first version of this thing like why be if the point if the point of this is to get like (laughs) enthusiastic people to like make things with it like why uh limit you know like why put a barrier to what what can be accomplished in the hopes that you know to to like try and sell many of this thing that you is not ready for everyone yet well listen people forget the first iphone did not sell that well it was one carrier it was overly expensive especially compared to other phones no app store no the, the software was not overly compelling compared to other phones um, yeah, it had some wow features, but it wasn't required. It wasn't seen as a necessity and it, it took a couple versions to get it right. So um, definitely one of the more interesting WWDCs we've ever covered. Um, and we'll certainly stay on top of all this. My last question to you guys, uh, any Apple uh, hardware purchases uh, in your future based on what we saw today or in general, are we satisfied? I'm definitely a little bit jealous of the Big Mac book here could grow just like two diagonal inches but what are you gonna do i guess i don't use it that much so Uh, aside from reality pro no i'm (laughs) i'm good i was gonna joke and say say a mac pro but i could get two reality pros (laughs) for a mac pro so yeah, but they can't do as many That's 8K uh, full-res uh, <laughs> right. streams over Thunderbolts. can your, can your <laughs> Reality Pro do? It's like one per eye, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's two. It's better than a Honda Accord. Right. That could be the episode title. At one-tenth of a price. Um, awesome. Well, listen, this was, uh, this was a hoot, gentlemen. This was a good one. Ten, ten years. Our actual anniversary is in uh, like two weeks, but... Um, our 10th WWDC. Isn't that something? Certainly. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Um, I think they've rolled out and canceled more uh, products in the time we've been doing this. My goodness. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> Wild. I mean, I know air power is one of them. I was just going to say that's yeah. What other an iPod well, touch? I... What other products have they canceled in our, our tenure? That's what I got to look at the timeline here uh, of what I still I might make this website of the uh, the graph of all of the um, Apple keynote links over time. I think that would be interesting. 
They would be fun to watch. Uh, the, in the time we've been doing this, they bought Beats. Uh, they introduced right. the Apple Watch. Um, HomePod, which was canceled and then brought back. So that's true. Uh, if you want to cop that, that Apple counts. Music, streaming service, Apple TV Plus. These are all around. I'd said AirPower, iPhone 10. Eight watch series three just scanning these here what else was new all the m1 and apple silicon uh which is all still around um don't forget about air tags air tags apple Airpo- card all of airpods right did you say that uh no i didn't even say that every airpod all- product yeah absolutely oh i didn't tell you guys i got a gimmick for next week's episode okay i got a bit should i tease the bit now what if it's a bad bit? It's a great bit. <laughs> it's it's an awesome bit. You're going to love it. Are you guys familiar with, uh, how do you say it? Temu? Tem- Temu? Temu? No. They had Super Bowl commercials. It's a new push by a tiny Chinese tech giant that they've rolled out this. A uh, tiny Chinese tech giant? <laughs> I, I met a Chinese tech giant. It's been okay. a long day. Uh, and their whole gimmick is they ship things directly from China to your door, cutting out the middleman. Uh, their other gimmick is that they're willing to lose a shit ton of money to get a foothold in the US. What that means is free shipping on everything direct from China and things are, it's all China knockoff crap. (laughs) You can get socks for 67 cents. You can get a pair of AirPods for $4.99. And (laughs) I think about it. I think next week we can talk more and dig into it. I think we need to each put up 20 or 30 bucks and see what cool stuff we can find and buy and review on the show. There's a lot of knockoff tech on there that I think would be a hoot. But I mean, it. maybe by next week there'll be a knockoff. I, listen, Pro. it wouldn't, some, you would be, listen, there's some <laughs> wild shit on here. I'm the top three kidding. trending searches on Temu right now are shoes, dresses for women and Y2K. <laughs> Honestly, you, there's stuff on there. You can get like uh, fake money. Um, and, and like I said, they lose. I read a. Wall oh, wait, is what Y2K is apparently some K-pop thing. Oh, OK. This is making more sense. It's like, a I don't know. It's like a style of pants, maybe. You can get 12 kitchen sponges for $1.87. Y2K aesthetic. Uh-oh, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. There's some good. Oh, no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It really is the crazy. And they got all the gimmicky stuff. Um, it's a hoot. So anyway, do Google around. We can talk more about it next week, whether or not we're going to do it. But I think it would be a fun episode to see us get um, some of this. Here's a neck fan for nine ninety eight. Um, just fun stuff. Anyway. Guys, uh, I think we're overdue for wrapping this up, uh, shall we? Um, we, uh, we're we done. Great WWDC. Uh, hope everyone out there enjoyed us. Of course, we're live on the TripleCast Monday nights, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and our Twitch channel. You can join us 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we hope you do. Uh, but if you don't, you can get the recorded episodes on our website, don'tpanic.io. Links to the audio and video episodes, including the full archives, are available there. As well as wherever you get your podcast, just subscribe to Don't Panic. Look for that big red button. You can get in contact with us, don'tpanicshow at gmail.com or tweet at us at Don't Panic Show. Your thoughts on the show and WWDC. Um, but we're done here. We're going to be back next Monday. 
uh, with some more tech news and good times. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. We'll see you next time for another episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.